0: Welcome into to another episode of mic Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV for Mid-America RV experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Another loaded show today with Antonio Brown. The saga continues. Uh, We're on day four now of this thing. I'll tell you, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. He's releasing text messages. Uh, He released a statement last night. We'll get into all of that. Aaron Rodgers starts to clap back a little bit. We'll finish our discussion of fantasy football recap from yesterday that we started. And then we'll play... um, a little game of good or bad where we look at each NFL team and their quarterback position and if they have their franchise quarterback or not. Uh, I think there are a lot of teams that have a bridge quarterback but maybe don't have that guy that's going to be there for the future. Looking at you, Cleveland Browns. But let's start with the Antonio Brown stuff that is just, it's wild. And I Maybe I should come out and say I'm not the biggest Bruce Arians fan. It's looking kind of bad for Bruce Arians, too. Like, I think there are a lot of people who are sitting back and saying, like, I don't know if I believe everything that Antonio Brown is saying, but it's looking bad for Bruce Arians in particular because he came out the other day and said he had no idea uh, Antonio Brown had an ankle injury. Well, Antonio Brown kind of caught him, <laughs> released text messages of him knowing. And also, you're the head coach of the team. You know who's on the injury report. Yeah. You know who's available, who's not. And Antonio Brown was on the injury report. And, and now we know because of Antonio Brown, he's released some text messages. So it's just, it's a weird thing to lie about. But he definitely got caught in a lie.
1: Oh, most definitely. And the weird thing that I thought about Antonio Brown is last night, it feels like he kind of equaled out the – I don't know how this is going to come off, but he kind of equaled out the playing field in terms of, like, who's the bad guy and who's not with this statement that he hadn't. We all know that he's not the one that wrote it. He probably told his lawyer or somebody, hey, this is what happened. The lawyer's like, God, i got to try and make this make some type of sense in a statement. And he did. And when you read it, it's kind of like, man, there's part of me that kind of feels bad for Antonio Brown if this is really how it played out. And then you get on Twitter this morning or Instagram, and he's posting stories, um, like, mocking Bruce Anans and Tom Brady on a story. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just – You get yourself to where people are kind of starting to be on your side, and then you just start being an asshole again, and it just doesn't make any sense. It becomes real aggravating trying to understand what's true and what's not with him because just when you think he's fine, he reaches another level of pettiness of like, that's just unnecessary. This is not helping your case whatsoever.
0: He doesn't know when to stop to be like, okay, I look okay now. Uh, People are on my side. He keeps going. Yeah. Until he becomes the villain again. But it is, it's a weird situation going on with Tampa Bay. And I, I think another thing that was interesting that he mentioned uh, in his statement was that he was having surgery, that he had a doctor look at his ankle already. And like the top doctor at this hospital and the Buccaneers, right? Like, nope, go to this guy. Uh, that's a red flag for the yeah. Buccaneers. So he goes to the doctor. He has all this damage and he says he's having surgery soon. So I know we were talking the other day about. Oh, what other teams could maybe pick him up? Will the Bucks cut him when they keep him. Sounds like he's having season-ending surgery. He won't be playing for anyone for the rest of the year. But that was another little situation that was weird for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be like, mm-hmm. nope, go visit this guy. And I think with the NFL, one thing that we're seeing more and more, or even just professional sports, you should be able to go see the doctor that you want to. Yeah. Like if the league wants to have you get like a second opinion and – have their doctor look at you, that's fine. You should be able to get a second opinion, though, if you want to. Mm -hmm. You should be able to go to your own personal doctor. Um, I think it was Ben Simmons that we saw this with in the NBA where the 76ers were like, no, go to our team guy. This is the guy we want you to talk to. He's like, no, I'm going to go talk to my own doctor. This is my mental health. I'm not letting you screw with it. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, Yeah. Some of these doctors in the NFL are a little shady. If you can remember after the whole concussion scare – When we put team doctors on the sideline and the players had to go talk to the team doctors. That's not the case anymore. Now they have to go talk to an independent doctor uh, because team doctors are employees of the team, obviously. It's a shady business. So for Antonio Brown to go have his ankle looked at by another doctor, I'm actually all in favor of that one. And it was weird that the Buccaneers were like, no, go see our guy. Uh, He's not as experienced, not as high up, but go see our guy.
1: Yeah, and the fact that I believe it was the same hospital, too, of like, yeah. hey, uh, just go see what this guy has to say.
0: But yeah, then Same hospital, we... less experienced doctor.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be real safe for you. But like, even in a statement with Antonio Brown, I was like, yeah, there's like legitimate damage here to the ankle. And then you watch him like playing in the game, and it's, I mean, your ankle is this messed up, and you're still running routes this crisp. You're still – like I I just can't get over the fact and I don't want to sit here and be like, I don't believe you. I think you're nursing it because ankle injuries suck. I've never had one. I don't really want one, especially that severe if it is like he says. But it's hard to kind of hear that and then believe it and go, man, you you played like most of a football game on this ankle. Yeah. Go on the bench, throw a fit, run off the field, skipped off the field, jumping jacked your way off the field, and then it's just like – is it really that bad, or did you just have enough emotions and adrenaline running and being pissed off that you were able to ignore that pain? And then once you kind of go back into the tunnel, it flares up again.
0: I will say, um, I was questioning that too, but it just made me remember when I was younger, I had a, a really bad knee injury. Right? Not a really bad, I had a minor knee injury, and I couldn't get into the doctor for like two weeks. So I go to the doctor, the knee specialist, after two weeks. Like, all the swelling is down and everything. And he looked at my knee and he was like, it's probably fine. You don't seem to be having any pain or anything like that after two weeks. And so then he sent me out. He's like, you're fine. You're cleared to play. I was not cleared to play. It was actually terrible. And I had a lot of, like, structure damage in it. But in that two-week span, I felt fine. So I I do wonder if a little bit of that is, you know, Antonio Brown getting rest or getting the treatment from – great doctors that he was like yeah my ankle's really not bothering me yeah. and you also have to wonder he outed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they were trying to uh, varsity blues him trying to yeah. get that needle that's in his That's immediately ankle.
1: what I thought when I read the statement uh-huh. like oh, I just see Bruce Shane sitting there like stick him <laughs>
0: he'll be fine. <laughs> put that needle in his leg I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh that's yeah Tom Brady standing in the doorway uh you got Tristan Wirfs coming in there. Let's go! <laughs> uh <laughs> it is that's immediately what I thought of too. I do love, I think it's kind of funny, that Antonio Brown probably thought, like, this is going to wreck everyone. Like, you're going to find out that you're trying to give us these pain uh, shots. We've known about it since the 90s with (laughs) Varsity. Like, I mean, we knew this was happening in the NFL. And he even came out and said, like, oh, uh, the NFLPA has warned us about this. Like, it's been going on for forever.
1: Yeah. It does make me wonder how many other players are, like, dealing with this. Oh, yeah. Like, high profile. Like, let's say yep. saquon barkley for example dude comes back from a severe sprained ankle in like three weeks is he just shooting up with this like not or getting shot up with this stuff right it's like go play
0: uh-huh. and we're like look, Man, at, uh, look at him
1: go he's just so tough it's like i actually have no feeling
0: <laughs> look at patrick mahomes and his what was it, his toe last year
1: yeah and two years before that his ankle
0: yeah i
1: mean and his knee i mean uh-huh. jesus and
0: then what happens the season immediately ends and then it's like okay surgery <laughs> Yeah. Or Baker Mayfield this year even. I know that we I've kind of crapped on him a lot over his career. <laughs> but I I bet he was getting all kinds of shots in his shoulder and whatever. I didn't else realize it right. was a
1: torn labrum.
0: hmm Yeah. Honestly, who, Brian Grease on him. the call. Yeah, I was talking about kept talking about how you know, difficult it is to make that throw. Uh I mean, just anytime you have a shoulder injury, I never have, but like lifting your shoulder to do anything, lifting your arm to do anything, it's gonna be painful. And no no secret, I I bet he was getting some uh, injections, too. I wonder how much. Right? And
1: I bet that shit flared up when he got power-drived into the field (laughs) by TJ Watt. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, that was straight left shoulder, side of the head. I bet he even got a kink in the neck. (laughs) I bet it was at that point he's like, I'm done. Mm -mm." (laughs) Mm-mm.
0: Nah, it was that at that moment he decided <laughs> I'm not playing next week. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> Full Magic Johnson. I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Baker. I guarantee you, it to about you next was. Week?
1: I would love to speak to Baker. And just ask him, like, hey, was it this play? Mm-hmm. Was this at what point did
0: you know? <laughs> was it going into week 17 that you knew you wouldn't play week like, 18?
1: The game starts. You're like, man, like I don't want to do this. Like this, I'm in a lot of pain. Power drive second quarter. Yep, <laughs> it's over.
0: Yeah, so this Tampa Bay situation, it's weird. it's going to be a distraction for them. I wonder for how long, but I do think that it's going to continue to be a distraction. We've talked about it every day so far.
1: Yeah, so, but I Something mean, we'll probably have we'll talk about it tomorrow. So the media is talking about it because there's really nothing else to kind of discuss in a way. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Buccaneers, are like, dude, he's not here? F him. But we don't have to deal with this BS anymore. We don't got to worry about anything in practice. Maybe he's being a distraction there or in the rehab mm-hmm. center. If he was practicing, wasn't practicing. Maybe yeah. they're kind of just at like a relief of like, hey, it's kind of peaceful
0: around here. Maybe amongst some of the players. But, yeah, I mean, he's still going after Bruce Arians, the head coach.
1: You think Bruce cares, though? I bet he's mother-effing him like behind closed doors and maybe to the whole team. Yeah. This motherfucker didn't want to play. He didn't want to help us. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: His voice is a little raspier than that. That was a poor impersonation. uh, But
0: I do. But that is a distraction. Like, now you have to address the team on that. And I think you have to worry about, like, uh, doing your, you know, normal, just little press stuff that you do as a player. And now people are asking you about Antonio Brown. I want someone to
1: ask Tom Brady about the living situation. Like, is
0: Antonio Brown still at your place? He's probably still still there. Uh, Has he left New York? I don't think so. I know. But I love his. Stuff has come out on Instagram. He's putting it out on Instagram. So I went and looked at his Instagram this morning. He even had like a graphic done that is for Home Alone 2 lost in New York.
1: Yes, that's what I was saying earlier. It was like he's mocking the coach uh-huh. and Tom Brady.
0: And it's like, why? And um, the hospital that he visited was in New York. He's getting surgery there. So I think he's just kind of chilling. As, did he mention in the
1: statement when a surgery was? Or just that he needed nah. to get it? Uh,
0: maybe he did. I don't remember. I read it okay. last night. Yeah. But that he was going to have it soon, so I, I think he's probably just up there chilling in New York. So if,
1: I, let's say let's say you're Tampa. Do you keep doing what you said yesterday with a the theory of like let's just keep this guy on roster so he doesn't play anywhere else and possibly hurt us, or is it like a, well if he's actually going to get surgery, this dude's gone. We don't even want him on the team.
0: Well, I I think he kind of took the decision out of their hands that if he's getting surgery, he's not going to recover. Yeah. From it, I also he kind of did himself a disservice. He talked about how bad that ankle is. Yeah. And now you want to go play next year, which he's going to have time for that ankle to heal. But he really made it sound like it was a bad, bad injury. And now you're going to be counting on other people to look at that and be like, no, no, he's fine. Like on top of all the other off field stuff that he has going, now you're bringing in an actual injury to it as well. Didn't help himself at all on that one. And then uh, it kind of got like swept under the rug. We didn't really talk about it, or nobody's really talking about it. Is the. Aaron Rodgers thing with the MVP voter coming out and calling him the biggest jerk in the league. Uh, Rodgers kind of clapped back at him. I have openly said that I don't like Aaron Rodgers. This changed it. I did like this. (laughs) I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I did like the fact that, uh, I mean, he's sitting there and he's just like, nope, this guy's a bum. I don't even know who he is. I've never talked to him. He's never interviewed me. This guy is a bum. And you could tell Rodgers really wanted to go all in on him.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> he surprised was, he didn't go in more. Because, I mean, the fact that he starts in, he's just like, yeah, like, I heard it. And honestly, he's a bum. He <laughs> just – he's never met me, never interviewed me, never sat down to have lunch with me, doesn't know anything about me. Really, the issue is because I'm not vaccinated. And it was like, well, like, he's got a point here. And, he was, and it did it did make me realize, too, I I think listening to that puts me in a position mentally where it's like, I don't think I'm going to just be like, I don't like this player because I haven't talked to him before.
0: Yeah. I'm Does that not. make sense? Because I don't want to be like, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I just agree with him in this situation. Yeah. And when uh, in his little interview or whatever he did, he's like, if you just want to add another letter to the award, the most valuable vaccinated player. It's like, yeah, he's he's kind of right. You can't do that. Like, it yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't play a factor in the MVP voting. Now, if he went out and he did something illegal, like did he lie or, you know, deceive the NFL and his, probably his teammates? Yeah but it's not like he's going out there and beating up his wife or his girlfriend yeah. or, you know, uh, a player gets a DUI. You want to say, yep, not voting for that guy. Fine. Those are bad things. Don't do those things. But just like the fact that he's not vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I think people probably should be, but you can't just say, I'm not going to vote for this guy because we don't have the same beliefs on vaccines.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, the fact that like, Aaron Rodgers goes, oh, I did my research, didn't want to get vaxxed by this, but I'll take like a shot that horses also get. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're all doing the same thing. I'm we're all trying to get rid of COVID. Immunized. I'm just doing it in a much different way. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't affect your MVP voting. You know it would be hilarious if he started like neighing in like an interview sometime? Like, i oh, have got some side effects. You
0: would like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking hilarious. You would definitely. Uh like that but i do if like i it.
1: was on his team i would make a i would be trying to find a way to make a bet with him like if you lose so those like bet, horse heads do, do you
0: remember when the eagles wore yes. those that's the what the dogs do. yeah yeah now make it a horse one that would be hilarious that's what the packers should do the packers look like the best team in the nfc right now i i think it's hard to argue that they're not <laughs> like, yeah i know you did your power rankings we didn't really talk about them but you had them number one mm-hmm
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, most definitely. Like just, They just—they look unstoppable right now. And you brought up A.J. Dillon yesterday and just how dominant he can be and has been for them and how it just kind of pushes Aaron Jones back a little bit as running back, too. That's still a really good running back, too, because he goes anywhere else probably the starting running back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's yep. just it's you're heading to the playoffs with that. Your defense has been good. They're young. They're fast. They're physical. You love to see that.
0: And with how good both those running backs are, you can almost just give it to the hot hand. Mm-hmm like, okay, you're running very well today. This defense is struggling with you. There you go. It doesn't have to be like a game plan. Okay, you're our guy. You're getting more carries. I think that's kind of what it's turning into. But I think the coaching staff probably just likes the style of A.J. Dillon, especially when it gets cold.
1: Oh, yeah, just pound the rock. Like, just don't be getting cute or anything like that. Just hand the ball off and let him go. Mm -hmm. And another thing that's really caught my attention with the Packers, too, is just how in sync Roger is with all of his receiving targets. Like including Alan Lazard, MVS, you know De- Devonte Adams, of course, and I don't know if you saw the clip, Mellow, but a couple of days ago he was Aaron Rodgers was breaking down the route. I believe they were playing the Vikings the other night with uh, Devonte Adams is on his left side, and he said with the original route and coverage. Like the route that Adams was gonna run, like wouldn't have been successful. So I was gonna change it, but we made eye contact and he just kinda of knew like right there, was like, Okay, we see the same thing, he's gonna be fine. So Adams alters his route just enough to where Roger says, you know, it looks like it's an easy touchdown pass, but if you would have ran the original route, like this play wouldn't have worked. So he's like, That's just the connection that we have right now that works really well. And yeah. when you hear that from the Packers heading into the playoffs at this time of the season, it's like whew, maybe this is the year for them where they don't get to the MC championship and just choke it away.
0: It could be. I kind of want to see it for LaFleur, but I also don't want to see it for Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) You're so petty. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I am a little
0: bit. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I recognize that he is a good player. I don't care for him. I'm not going to root for him. There are bad players that I root for. I'm like, man, I hope you're good. They're not. I feel like Aaron Rodgers,
1: I don't know why. I just feel like there would be a day where you meet Aaron Rodgers and you're going to walk away and go, you know. He's actually
0: a pretty cool guy. You know, I do this a lot, though, with players. Yeah. There are players that I absolutely despised while they were playing, and then they retired, and it's like, you know what? I Actually, I kind of like him now. <laughs> I didn't like Dan Marino when he was playing. like him now. Favre. I didn't like Brett Favre when he was playing. It's kind of like him <laughs> now. There was a gap. There was a, a time period where I liked Brett Favre. Now I'm kind of back on the fence of, I don't know if I like Brett Favre or not. John Elway was the same way. Pretty much any quarterback from that era I was on defense with until they retired, then it's like, okay. I got to start watching football in probably the best era of quarterback play. You didn't like John Elway when he was playing? How no, I didn't. I, You know, I don't know. I just never cared for him.
1: Did you know – so you knew the – kind of like when I said this the other day with the Pittsburgh Steelers, like – Big Ben, I've always known. Was that the way with the Broncos, yeah. John Elway, for you? Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, I liked Jim Kelly when he was playing. Always liked Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. But there were so many good guys. Troy Aikman, this is funny. I grew up in the mid-'90s when the Cowboys were dominant. I was a Cowboys fan as a child, but I hated Troy Aikman. Really? Hated Troy Aikman. I like him now. <laughs> I can't.
1: I saw someone say, like, Troy Aikman is a white Jay-Z, and every oh, time yeah. I see him, it's the only thing I can think about. Yeah. Like, with this whole, like, oh, is he going to go with Fox? Is he going to go with Amazon? Is he going to split up this 20-year relationship that he has with Joe Buck? I'm like, why would we keep calling him Troy? Like, that's white Jay-Z.
0: <laughs> like, right. I think he's even telling Schefter that, like, there's interest in him owning a team or running a team. Yeah. Someday. It's like, dude, just
1: stay in the booth. you you got a good thing going. Don't mess that up. Yeah. And if you do leave Fox... You have to find a way to take Joe Buck with you. Like, I don't want to hear like Joe Summerall Buck with anybody else. Exactly. Like, I don't want to hear um, anyone else paired up with him. I
0: do think with Troy Aikman, there is a part of him that is really pissed off that Tony Romo gets so much attention and money.
1: I would believe Allegedly,
0: that. Allegedly, he's making like $17 million a year. Tony Romo. What? Million dollars a week. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. Holy cow. He's like one of the most... Highest paid broadcasting. I knew it was a lot. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. It's up there. Because even when they expanded, I remember people talking like, is Tony going to get another mill?" <laughs> like, <laughs> And I don't know. That's I, I've not confirmed that, but I do remember people talking about how he's making a million dollars a week, which just absolutely... How in the world did with. you figure that out? Not you, but like,
1: how like do you look at Tony Romo and go like, this dude's got He was
0: it. so hot in the streets though, you know, two years ago. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, my God, Tony Romo knows so much about football. And then other quarterbacks just kind of started speaking out like, oh, you want me to predict what's going to happen? Because I can also tell you it's not that hard.
1: Tony Romo is making more than Jim Nance. Yeah. That's insane.
0: So I think there is part of Aikman that's like, hey, this guy who is not as good of a quarterback as me is not as good of a broadcaster as me. is making more money. (laughs)
1: Tony Romo's a better quarterback than Troy
0: Aikman, right? No. You don't think so? Not even close. Not even remotely close. What? Mm-mm. Troy has three Super Bowls.
1: Okay. The, let's let's give a very, him credit very for good the team.
0: whole team. Yeah, I Best actually,
1: offensive he, line, running back, his receivers. Yeah,
0: I think Tony Romo's actually a pretty bad quarterback. Really? Oh, yeah. If he I thought the quarter, he was the Eagles, so underrated. People his wouldn't even talk about him.
1: I bet he would have been just the same with the Eagles. He had to make so
0: many plays. Like he was just so much more athletic, and people gave him credit for it. True, but I still think he's not a good quarterback. He's yeah. not like a top fifty quarterback of all time. You I've really never don't. compiled a list of the top fifty. I'm just going to put it you out. You just there. started it. <laughs> I don't think he's
1: top fifty all time. You were right though about Tony Romo, seventeen million dollars annually. It's reportedly that's what he was offered, so I'm sure it might be more than that if this is what yeah, we reported. I'm also
0: right about him not being a good quarterback.
1: <laughs> and Jim Nance got was making six and a half million, and in spring of last year they upgraded that's big him to gap. ten and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've they've made it a little closer with him now getting ten and a half. But that is, I didn't. But Nance also were does like of,
0: He's the voice of golf. As I wonder well.
1: if it's like a no because it just says from CBS. <laughs> Hey, I would love to be an announcer making ten and a half. Yeah,
0: you know, I'd take that gig if they came oh, knocking. Here's,
1: here's Tiger on the back nine. Mm-hmm. Coming up to 30-foot putt. Let's see if he can do it. I was I trying like to look up voice. some of
0: Tony Romo, your guys' stats. He, he only threw for 34,000 yards.
1: How much did Aikman throw for?
0: I, I don't have his pulled up, but I know that Ben Roethlisberger threw for 60. He's played a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. Troy Aikman the like, yeah, salary, the just because we were
1: on that, sorry. Troy Aikman has an eight-year, $80 million contract, plus a signing bonus of $11 million that made him the highest-paid athlete. in 19, Oops, sorry, excuse me. As a commentator, Aikman earns $7.5 annually, so $10 million less
0: than Tony Romo. So
1: that mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and Aikman's numbers are not as good as Romo's. I'll give you that one. But I do think that it's tough to compare those eras.
1: Most definitely, but at the same time, like there were other quarterbacks in the 90s that were just swinging it
0: all over the place. Yeah, and Aikman retired early because of concussions as well. But sorry,
1: cough. That I see. Romo retired
0: early because of a back problem. Yeah, he broke his freaking back (laughs) because Dak Prescott took his job. (laughs) Like, if we're being honest about that one, Romo could have kept playing, and he was like, nah, I'm probably bad.
1: Yeah, because at that point, it was crazy. <laughs> he was getting hurt like every week, it seemed like.
0: Remember, I remember uh, hey, there was best one ability. game.
1: is available availability. <laughs> you're right about that. But I remember uh, there was one weekend going into Sunday. There, uh, The reporters were talking about Tony Romo and how he hurt his ribs, and he was going to wear this metal protector around his ribs, on the inside of his rib protector, on his original pads. I'm just like, why in the world would you want like a metal like, freaking flank on the side of you there? Because if you get hit... Let's just imagine that thing just digs into your hip or your armpit. And it's like, well, there mm-hmm. goes my rib injury, but my freaking hip hurts like hell. Just kidding. How about I break my back? <laughs> yeah. What a way to go out there. Like, I mean, I broke my back playing quarterback in the NFL. Now I just golf. I was and wearing like armor a from a the week.
0: 1600s. And uh, <laughs> I, Romo's another guy that I just don't really like, too. He's a four time Pro Bowler.
1: I think this is today is the most I've ever defended Tony Romo. And I don't know how comfortable I feel doing it. Because I used to just him call him Tony Chokmo.
0: Yeah. And, like, the success that they had with the Cowboys when he was there, was, wasn't it like a running joke that they could never make the playoffs or they never won in the playoffs?
1: They would just choke in the playoffs. Well, one, I mean, just Aaron Rodgers made an incredible play, and I think that was more recent with maybe Dak or the end of Tony there. But, like, the one time that they were real close to making it, uh they played in Green Bay and there's that, you know, altercation with Des not making the catch. Did he which he did catch that ball, I still think that's such a horseshit call. Yeah. And then the uh the playoffs against the Seahawks where he fumbled the uh the field goal snap. I remember watching that as a kid and my dad just laughing, like he laughed so hard he cried that Tony Romo would just messed it up. <laughs> They like, oh, call this little freaking Tony, what a crybaby. Because he, like, messed it up. He does and have like, like, right a, on the goal line.
0: He has one of those fe- – he has a punchable face. Oh, 100%. Like, now he's in the booth. He's super he happy Who has a the more time. punchable
1: face? Tony Romo or Mason
0: Rudolph? Mason Rudolph's like, an all-time punchable face. God, he's just such a douche. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then you realize how big he is, and it's like, nah, never mind.
0: Yeah. You know what? Thought about it? Not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both
1: you're two fifty. I do good. think
0: that Romo in the booth has maybe altered my opinion of him as a player.
1: I mean, you've totally ruined him as an announcer for me because this last game against the Chiefs and Bengals, anytime you made like any type of noise or any reference, I was like, dude, just be quiet. Like, there's just you're not bringing any value to the telecast here. It's really irritating me, and Kansas City is just pissing away this game. Stop. Yeah, And then when they talk about like where they're going to be at next week, I don't. I think it was in uh, L.A. He was like, yeah, we're going to be in L.A. next week, Jim. But the weather's a little nicer here than Cincy. What are you saying? Jim's like, oh, I think you're right, Tony. I was like,
0: no shit, guys. It's L.A. Right, yeah. Not a lot of good, like, and the, the football stuff that he does is tough. But I have heard other announcers and guys do it where they can be like, okay, look at this defense the way it's lined up. They're about to run the ball to the left. Like you look at the Manning telecast, which I was kind of shitting on it the other day too. I promise there are things in life I enjoy. I'm just a little critical. Of <laughs> we have
1: been little negative Nancys, haven't we?
0: <laughs> but even with the Manning telecast, they'd be like, oh, "Okay, cover zero right here. This is what he's switching to," and they're spitting it off real time, super yep. quick. And it's like they both see and know what's going on. And so it's not, or you hear even like last year Deshaun Watson talking about uh, coverages that you know teams were in and yeah. what they were doing. What Tony Romo is doing is not, like, something special. It's just not something that people did before. I think a lot of announcers looked at it and, like, our our viewers don't want to be told what's about to happen. They want mm -hmm. us to react to what just happened, where he's a little more predictive and other announcers are a little more reactionary. I like reactionary. Don't spoil it. Don't tell me the end of the movie.
1: I think when it first happened, it was kind of neat because it was like, "Oh wow, like, he's doing this very quickly." Has no yeah. idea like what the play call was, but he can look at the offense and just see what the quarterback sees as well, and then just go, "Boom!" This is probably what he's thinking or seeing. If he did more of that in terms of, "Okay, hey," and he did do it uh, Sunday, the Chiefs Bengals game, where Burrow, I can't remember what he said, but he's yelling yeah. a call and he's like, "Oh, they're changing the play, Jim. They're changing the play. Let's see if you know if he changes it to a run or changes it to a pass." And then I think they ended up converting it to the third down. Shocker but it was more of like a that okay that was kind of cool to hear like disc catch i could also watch that game that and be like play.
0: Jamar Chase one on one, that's what
1: it's <laughs> okay. Daniel Sorensen on the left side. He's that's not fuck me up. reading
0: coverages. That's just being smart. I remember that <laughs> not play even right smart, before. That's just being not dumb.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could have called where that ball was going when yeah. I saw Daniel Sorensen sneak back into the secondary and then they ran like an underneath in route with oh. Higgins. I was like, there goes Jamar Chase. And I like the moment that thought crossed my mind, you see Burrow throw it, and I was like, Oh, he's throwing underneath. Swartz is about to have an interception. Right over Sorensen, Jamar Chase, gone. Like, 80-yard start the half. A couple
0: years ago, in his original run with the Panthers, uh-huh. uh, when I think it was Clay Matthews or the Packers were like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing this. And Cam's like, oh, you've been watching film. I got something for you. Because they out. knew they were doing something different. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, it's impressive. I maybe have been a little critical of Tony Romo. I don't like him as an announcer, though. It was cool, though. And yeah. you have to give him credit because now I feel like he's the guy who every time a quarterback is like, kill, kill, kill at the line, he was the first guy that was like, oh, okay, they're changing the play. Mm-hmm. I swear on my life I hear that every game now. Listen oh, wow. for it. Because it, you'll catch a quarterback saying it, and the announcers feel like they have to tell you, oh, they're not running their first play anymore.
1: Yep. Which I, also uh,
0: goes to show how smart these NFL players are.
1: Or just coaches in general. like The fact that I think it was uh, Drew Brees when he first got on NBC where he was talking about breaking down a play, and it was like, hey, you hear him yell, apple, 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 that means alert, they're changing the play. Because I guess in the huddle, it's like, in this situation, you're calling two plays, which Mm -hmm. in my mind is incredible because as an offensive lineman, I'd be like, shit, which play was the first one? But I just automatically think offensive linemen are all dumb because that's what I, I, played, I knew my whole life. Yeah. Offensive linemen are actually very, very smart. <laughs> very I remember on a football
0: team where we could not go on two because the team was not <laughs> smart enough to handle it.
1: I remember we tried doing it two times in a row. It was like, hey, we're going on two. You walk up to the line of scrimmage, false start. And it's like, God damn it. I can remember. Go up again. It's like, hey. Like The quarterback looked at every single player. It's like, we're going on two, we're going on two, we're going on two. First touch, false start. By the same kid, we go back to the home and he's just crying. He's like, don't fucking cry. Just don't go. Like Just wait. wait till I can remember hit. getting my
0: ass ripped by a coach being like, they know the snap count. Go on two. Mix it up. And I'm like, coach, if I do that, we're getting an offside call. He's like, I don't care. Do it next time. We're on two. Or mix up the cadence. And we did. And they jumped off sides. (laughs) And then the coach and I had to have a conversation. Like, hey, sorry, we kind of yelled at each other there.
1: (laughs) And that's uh, the difference between 1A high school football (laughs) and the NFL.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolute garbage, trash Could you imagine
1: seeing a 1A high school yelling Apple? Like every player would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Apple what?
0: Yep. I can remember sitting in meetings with the coaches and being like, hey, if we had some like audibles – you could probably handle that. But that was the other conversation. Like, yeah, there are three people out there that could handle having an audible. The rest of them could not, not. so much. <laughs> yeah, I can remember again, we played 1A football. It's very low level. It's not like I was great or good. Uh, I can remember receivers running in and out plays and they didn't even know enough of the playbook. They just be like, ah, I think you said this. You think you think Ugh. he said this? We finally get to the goal line, and you think you know the play? <laughs> now you're reading off something that's not even in our playbooks, so and now I have to guess what you, I think the coach wants <laughs> to run? Absolutely ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. At Miners and Monroe, go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use code up 10 Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Again, that's minersandmonroe.com.
1: Yep, next up is going to be Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. Any accessories you want for a gun, make sure you have it. Again... It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when danger arises. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family. Another great thing about Gunspot is that there's no reserved auctions every single week. And when you go to purchase at the very end, the only extra price you pay is going to be the tax that is needed for that individual item that you're purchasing. There's no hidden fees, nothing like that. That's the great thing about Gunspot. Other sites, they might try to get you some type of convenience fee. Not these guys. So make sure, again, to go to Gunspot.com.
0: All right, we started a conversation yesterday over fantasy football, and it went so long that we didn't get to the other positions. And we failed to mention, I think the guy who's the fantasy football MVP this year, this could just be my biased opinion. I've shit on a lot of players, <laughs> specifically today, but one that I do love is Cooper Cup. And I, I don't think he's getting the attention that he deserves. I, he carried me into the finals. Did you Every win? week, he was fantastic.
1: Did you end up winning?
0: No, I ended up losing. I needed 16 points from Nick Chubb, and then the Browns decided, hey, we actually don't want to run the ball with our best player. So who won our league then? Hayden.
1: Oh, that's right. He made it, he made it in the championship with two leagues that I yep. was in with him. And He had a loaded so, team too. So he's in two leagues, or he's in three leagues that I'm aware of. Two of them he ends up in the, the championship, wins one, loses the other. And then another league, he's in a tattoo league. I guess I'm just going to completely out this kid right now. Sorry, bub. But <laughs> right. But tattoo league, if you get in last place, you have to get one of these tattoos. And I think he placed last. And the tattoos that they, like, all decided on before the season started are hideous. Really? I was like, dude, I would not. Like, I think he asked me, like, do you want to be in this league? He's like, absolutely not. I don't want my first tattoo. You don't tattoo. even have a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I'm a
0: clean cannabis, dog. Yeah. Tattoo league's tough. It would
1: be. And, like, It's not like you're getting anything cool. You know, or like, it's not like you're going to get a douche map with like a watch on it or something, which I think actually would be kind of a cool tattoo, but that's whatever.
0: Run that by me one more time.
1: You get like a map on your arm, and then they put
0: like a a compass or something. Okay. Yeah. I don't Did I say watch? You said watch. And I'm like, you think that would be a cool tattoo? No, 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 no. Dear God, please let's group things See, that's also why giving. I haven't
1: got any tattoos. You're like, I think that would be cool. And then I feel like five years later I'm like, Why the hell did I get this on my why arm? do
0: I have a watch tattoo on my arm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time would be right twice a day though. That is true. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, not this one. <laughs> have to set an
1: alarm. But... Ti- let's say you do get a watch tattoo. What time would you want? what's the best time of the day?
0: Um Tell the truth, Thursday. Uh, I used to have a girlfriend who had eleven eleven tattooed on her lower back. Make a wish, dog. Yeah, it was something about a song. I never really like a tramp stamp lower back. No, like on her like back hip. It sounds like it would be really weird. It actually wasn't that weird. It's kind of hot, brother. <laughs> but it's it was it said eleven eleven.
1: Was it like an actual clock, or was it like the digital eleven eleven?
0: Even worse, it was the words. (laughs) Eleven. Bella's like,
1: hell yeah, that's a sexy tattoo.
0: And then she played the song for me. Okay, like you do that thing when you're first dating, like, oh, you have tattoos, like, where are you're
1: interested in everything that they're interested in. Yeah, and she
0: shows me like her tattoo, and I'm, I honestly was like, okay, that's kind of that's interesting at least. And then she plays the song, and it's circa two thousand six. Just emo. I was,
1: was gonna hate to say like this but. is an
0: absolute garbage song, but that's whatever. Cool tattoo. <laughs> check that out later. I I don't know. I guess I would do that time. Eleven eleven. Which would be weird though. It would be. And then for any future relationship I have, it would be like, why do you have eleven eleven tattooed on you? Oh, yeah, check out a crazy song. ass ex girlfriend that I had. <laughs>
1: we have we get tattoos. each other's names. We got the same time. <laughs>
0: Right, and I have two children, so I can't even be like, choose the time that one of them was born. They were both born around the same time.
1: So just maybe I like could the just medium. put like
0: right in the middle. 11-ish. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I would honor all three. The weird and ex-girlfriend and my two daughters. <laughs> the three important ladies of my life. <laughs> Good God. What do I Like what time?
1: For me? I don't know. Maybe five. It's five o'clock somewhere. Can I get two? We're going to tie it to a song. Two, two.
0: times from 6 to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. There's no you other want time. one on each wrist. Uh, six. Uh, oh, how about this one? Uh, 609. Oh. I just get the time instead of their
1: – Well, you already have their logo. so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: might be what joke. I do.
1: Yeah, I don't get their logo. I just get the time.
0: Anyway, Cooper Cup was really good in fantasy yeah. sports this year. <laughs> And I, don't, I honestly don't think he's getting enough credit for how well he played this year. I think that he was the highest-scoring player, not highest receiver. I, I think so. I was trying to look but it I up. I wouldn't be
1: surprised. The dude's had some incredible games this year, and he continues to be an issue for defenses. I don't know how they look at him and go, man, we'll just one-on-one this guy, continue to go zone. Like, I don't understand how he's not getting that Bill Belichick like, bracket coverage every single week.
0: Yeah, so he was. He led all the scoring, and I, this is just ESPN standard scoring league. But he had 412 points. The next closest person was Josh Allen, who had um, 378 points.
1: So went receiver quarterback. Yeah, I'm. am t- not taking a running back in the first round. Like I'm just. I'm done. I'm. I'm not going to have a running back led team anymore in fantasy personally.
0: That's a bold strategy.
1: Well, it is because my other strategy of, like, one year I'm going to take Zeke shit to the bed, injured, court issues. Next week or next time I try to take Alvin Kamara, injured for the whole season, it feels like. Now I was like, okay, how about Saquon Barkley? Boom, there goes his knee. He's done for the year. And this last year, Kirsten McCaffrey. Maybe it's me. You know, when <laughs> we look just saying, at it. maybe
0: the, it's a you problem? Every
1: situation, like, ah, oh, there's an issue in this relationship. Maybe it was me. <laughs> A self-reflecting. Sorry, RBs. Yeah, I said it earlier this week. I've been doing a lot of that. Maybe that's <laughs> in terms of fantasy,
0: but it is tough though. Even I was looking at the the preseason projections that ESPN put out. Again, sorry if you run like a Yahoo league or somewhere else, but we've just always done ESPN. The, the first player, their top player, was Christian McCaffrey, and it, coming off of a, an injury season anyway, had another injury-plagued season. He did not score well at all. And then their number two player was Dalvin Cook. He really hasn't played that well either. I don't even think he was a top – I don't think he was a top five, maybe a top ten running back. He wasn't even a top ten running back. Not all point scores He wasn't a top ten running back. And then, you know, you have guys like Alvin Kamara. Kamara's tricky. I've had him before. He's a guy that will get real banged up. Yeah. And he'll be, like, questionable to play. And for me – I would take him off my lineup, put him on my bench, and he'd go off for 30. I'm like, shit, I thought you weren't going to play. Like, what happened here? <laughs> and then there would be other weeks where so it's like, okay, he's listed as questionable, but he played last week. I'm going to play him. Then he comes out, and he doesn't play at all. He's a tough one that it's really banger uh, bust with him.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at uh, all of our projections that we did for fantasy and who like, we th- would thought would be the top ten guys in terms of receivers, and neither of us put Cooper Cup on the list which, yeah. like, I get because he was kind of underrated, Like, I went Robert Woods. I was a big Bobby Trees fan heading into the season. He wasn't doing awful, you know what I mean? But it wasn't anything fantastic because Cooper Cup, again, I had to admit, I was like I didn't realize he was meeting in the cafeteria with Matthew Stafford at, like, 6 a.m. two hours before everyone else showed up. And I was like, well, how would we handle these situations? Like, that's right. a that's a great connection and chemistry to build there with Stafford. So it makes sense. I think next year everyone's going to deem as a top-ten receiver. I just hope he can keep it up. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I hope this will. isn't
1: just like a one-year type of performance.
0: Yeah. It, he's been sneaky good in fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, I usually do try to grab him. Uh, he's been one of those guys that I've always rooted for, and that I was high on coming out of the draft even. So I always try to grab him. Even this year, I was able to gla- grab him pretty late. I think he was maybe the third receiver I took even.
1: I think it So was even actually. for
0: me, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I was pounding the table for Cooper Cup. Like, I took CeeDee Lamb before I took Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, and that's so. been kind of a disappointing – performance in terms of fantasy. He really line. has.
0: I thought he was going to explode.
1: Yep. You I had think, him at eight and I had him at nine.
0: I think he was the third player I drafted. Because I went running back, running back. I think I might have grabbed CeeDee Lamb. Third. I think, who's the running backs that you took? I took Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. That's right. Back to back. I am... That's because you were the last pick. Yeah, I will continue to go running back, running back. And the reason why is because... There are so many running backs that are not good, so I, I try think- to grab two that I think are going to be good.
1: Hey, same. They just don't end up playing. I think I went Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon worked out great. Could you imagine if I would have taken Patrick Mahomes, Joe Mixon? I'd probably been in the championship. I probably would have won the whole thing.
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I took uh, I took Ceedee Lamb.
1: Looking at, our uh, again, our rankings for the wide receivers that we projected of the year for fantasy football, I do remember getting a lot of slack for not putting Calvin Ridley in there. If I'm going to be real technical, it kind of worked out well. But at the same time, like we know he sat out the season yeah. for mental health issues, which you respect that.
0: Well, and it also sounds like him and the Falcons are looking for a mutual support. And I
1: missed that. I actually just saw it on the rundown. Is there anything else you can add to that, or is that really just kind of all that's being
0: reported right now? Yeah, I think it started to come out last night. Uh, Before that, uh, I think with Calvin Ridley, he probably has voiced, I mean, it was mental health. Mm -hmm. He's not down with like a sprained ankle. Um, It was his health, mental health. And so I, I think that they're just looking, he's looking for a fresh start. Probably went to the Falcons, voiced that, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, a split would probably be okay for us. Yeah. This is the team that moved on from Julio Jones last year. And it's so, kind of worked
1: out for him in a way of, like, I mean, Kyle Pitts has had a, a quiet 1,000 receiving yards mm-hmm. this season.
0: What is it the second tight end ever to have a 1,000 receiving yards? Yeah, like Mike
1: Ditka did it in yep, whatever, 1890. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first season that they had. Bears. The crazy yeah. thing, and I know that we've talked about it a little bit before, is even looking at the tight end position, I was able to get Kyle Pitts. He had one, or has, I guess, the fantasy season's over, he had one touchdown the whole season it's like the 1,000
1: yards the
0: 1,000 yards thing is cool and it helps and the catches help he had one touchdown like what I maybe put this on Matt Ryan and
1: that was what like week five too yeah it was in I think it was actually in London it wasn't even in Atlanta or somewhere like it wasn't even in North America
0: damn Falcons fans didn't even get to see it happen (laughs)
1: yeah I think that, I think it was. I think his best game was actually in London. I was like, okay, Kyle Pitts might be an issue. We got to see it at like 9 a.m.
0: Yeah, when they, they played the Jets, correct? Yep, I think so. He had uh, nine catches, 119 yards, and one touchdown. The next week, though, he did have another really good game against the Dolphins. Had seven catches, 163 yards. Obviously, no touchdown. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's, he's got a couple little 100-yard performances. I thought he was good. and Honestly, I was very hard on him. In the draft too, uh, mainly because I didn't think he could play that traditional inline tight end. I yeah. think Atlanta kind of looked at him and said, "You know what? No thanks. Don't care." Uh,
1: he's, <laughs> we don't even have a running back, so
0: it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's kind of just a big receiver, which obviously it's worked very well. Uh, he's got sixty six catches, one thousand eighteen yards on the season. Just got to get those tight end or those touchdown numbers up. But I do yeah. wonder with the Falcons, you're moving on from Julio Jones already. Now Calvin Ridley, what you going to do with Matt Ryan?
1: I think we are all kind of understanding that this is probably his last season in Atlanta. I mean, it's been a disappointing season for Atlanta anyways. You know, there was a little stretch there where it was like, oh, maybe they're kind of putting things together, got it figured out, and then it just immediately fell back off the cliff. But it is going to be interesting to see what Atlanta does moving forward, like what they do in terms of free agency and the draft, because new head coach and Arthur Smith, correct, and then you're moving on from all these guys – that kind of stinks to be a head coach. You come in with what you think is Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and you're like, all right, we can just find a running back in the draft and we might have something special on this okay. offense. Just kidding. Let's get rid of Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley's dealing with some personal issues, and Matt Ryan's just getting old in a sand of an era. Time to just blow this thing up. So yeah. I mean, maybe that gives him an extra year or two to kind of get things going and get his guys in there as a coach. But at the same time, it's like Atlanta's going to look real different next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, they probably should have taken a quarterback last year. Justin, like Justin Fields. Fields was, yeah, he was sitting yeah. there, could have been the pick. And they, I mean, Kyle Pitts obviously is working out. He's been good, but he's not a quarterback. Yeah. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to look at going forward. And even with you know Kyle Pitts looking at the tight end position and how well it did this year, I think it was pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, you're arguing Travis Kelsey versus. George Kittle, who are you going to draft first? It was actually Mark Andrews who had the best year, and it wasn't even close. And I, Darren Waller was another guy that I was going to draft very early, uh, but he had an injury-plagued season. He's not one of those guys that I worry about, though, Darren Waller, like going uh, into next year's drafts. Like, I don't think that he's going to be injury-plagued. Like Saquon Barkley, I refuse to draft him anymore. Yeah, Christian Broke Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be on my list, uh, my do-not-draft list, just because they're always – always hurt who else is on that list you said Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey yep I will not draft those guys and I mean like even if they fell to me at pick 12 I'm not taking Christian McCaffrey (laughs) I'd rather take Aaron Jones and know that I have like good it's probably gonna be
1: me that takes Christian McCaffrey in the second round next year because I'm just like eh
0: maybe like let's let's see I don't he probably won't even last till the second round in drafts though
1: he might. I, I think everyone's kind of on the same page of, like, shh, not risking it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to go very high. Yeah. Like, Austin Eckler needs to go higher than he's been drafted and probably every It's like every
1: everyone draft. realizes that and says it, but then nobody does. It's <laughs> no like, one can pull eh, the trigger I can't wait it. till the fourth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I love Austin Eckler. He's so good. He catches ball out of the backfield. I'll take him in round four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which maybe there's a strategy behind that one, too, because I do – I load up on the running back position and I'm taking those workhorse backs. And then, you know, guys like Austin Eckler have slipped in our draft. Mm-hmm. I also think it's, it's weird because you can do all the research, you can listen to all the podcasts. If you don't know your own league, you're screwed. 100%. You know, like even in our league, we, like Patrick Mahomes goes first overall. Or when I'm trying to do like my own little mock drafts for our league and be like, okay, this guy is probably going to draft him, he's going to draft them. Like that's how I work my like big board for fantasy sports. <laughs> Even the tight ends, like Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey were both gone when I drafted.
1: Do you know who I thought was gonna be really good as a tight end and didn't do nothing? I remember. No fan. Number three is where I put him.
0: Noah good. That's what he was. <laughs> no Noah quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you was part of the reason behind that is that you thought um oh what's his nuts was gonna be good? Drew Locke. Drew Locke.
1: Yeah, I thought. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Vic Fangio, I think Drew Locke is probably the starting quarterback. But he's like, i am I try and save my job? No need to see if this quarterback can continue to develop. Let's just play two gloves, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, he continues to get hurt. Shocker. Broke stays broke there again as well. And we know who he is. So I kind of thought in my mind, like, it doesn't matter who's quarterback. Noah Fant. Both these guys like to throw to the tight end. It's just Albert O gets more opportunities than Noah does, which makes zero sense.
0: I was scrolling, and I, I missed Noah Fant's name the first time, so I don't know if you saw me squinting at my computer screen. Uh-huh. I was all the way down there. I was like, holy shit, he had a really <laughs> bad year. He wasn't that bad. Like you put him at three, yeah. which is high, too high. He was the number nine tight end. Okay. I mean,
1: that's good to hear, but at the same time, it's like what other tight ends, you know what I mean? Like there's no tight ends in the NFL right now that are dominant aside from like the big three or four right now, Yeah, which is Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, and uh, Mark Andrews. But
0: even Waller was hurt for most of the year, so he did And didn't... I
1: do not say that order is in terms of rankings, so no one come at me for that.
0: The official like point scores for the tight end position is Mark Andrews at one, Travis Kelsey two, George Kittle three, Dalton Schultz at four. That's a big shocker. I think a lot of people expected those Cowboys receivers to go off and be like top five. Mm -hmm. It was actually the tight end that kind of carried him. He was doing pretty good last year too before he got injured, I believe.
1: And they had that other tight end that stepped in and didn't do. I mean, wasn't the same type of player. But Schultz might be one of those guys. I heard him talking about it last week actually for the Jets. Like he might be one of those sneaky free agents that the Jets could grab and become like a a safety horse for Zach Wilson moving forward, Mm -hmm. which I think would be a good fit. Moving forward, because he is He's kind of one something. of those slimmer tight ends that is athletic and is good after the catch. Zach um,
0: Ertz had a surprisingly good year this year, too.
1: Even with the team think, trade from Eagles to Cardinals, it wasn't awful. What about
0: – He might I want to decide to so. go back to Arizona, though, where he had a pretty good year.
1: Yeah, it was pretty nice there for him. What about Mike Gosecki though?
0: He was right there, Uh too, had 160 points. Okay. which is significantly lower than Mark Andrews, but it's kind of right on par for the other guys, those guys that fall in like the 4-10. to 10 I'm just area. waiting for
1: him to just blow up, and for some reason it's not happening.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't I, know he's if it's another because guy.
1: of like Tua being injured and there's just no consistency of quarterback for him or what, but yeah. it's like something like a Noah fan and I Mike Gusecki. He's like, man, if you were just in a better team,
0: you would be very dominant. And it still seems like Miami is so conservative with Tua. That they're not letting him throw the ball downfield. Or maybe, or maybe it is too—I don't know who's to blame there, but they don't take a lot of shots. It's a lot of underneath stuff. Well, he doesn't have the arm strength, right, to throw yeah, that deep ball? Not.
1: Like That was kind of one of the, the knocks on him coming out.
0: Yeah, like they almost just have to figure out how are we going to use this guy because there are a lot of quarterbacks that don't have arm strength. I mean, Brady doesn't have the strongest arm. Manning didn't have the strongest arm. Matt Jones. Like, yeah. Some of the best quarterbacks ever have had not a strong arm.
1: No, the thing is like you can have like not a strong arm and that means like you don't have to throw it sixty miles an hour. But you still gotta have the strength to get it down the field. Yeah. And if you're two and you can't throw the ball fifty yards on the spot, like that is an issue.
0: Yeah. And it's a young offense too. I think they mm-hmm. still need to fix a lot of their offensive line and continue to give two some weapons. I do like Gisecki, and I think Waddle had a good year. It would really help if you had a running back in there though.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they need.
0: Like, I know that a lot of people are like, don't invest in a running back. Don't draft a running back in the first round. But eventually, you have to find a guy (laughs) to be your running back.
1: Just because you don't take one in the first round doesn't mean you don't need a running back. That's not what we're saying. It's like, you can find a running back in the first round. They (laughs) got
0: two. (laughs) So maybe just take a look at that. And also, like, I, I have a fantasy take. I'm so done with defenses in fantasy.
1: I, you just never know. You're better off just kind of like fluctuating week to week on who's there, playing who. Find the bad offenses and then pick the defense
0: facing that that week. Same. Same. Even like Washington was supposed to have a great defense. Yep. I think I might have started the year with them. You did. And then you stole like, them nope, from this... me and I was upset. And then yeah. I was like,
1: eh, actually I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> it did
0: not work out well for me. Yeah. I cut I think them I, like I ended up with Dallas'
1: defense. I was like, man, that's actually kind of worked out. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. I, but there have been so many weeks this year in fantasy Maybe this is just our league specifically, where the defense would score negative points. So yeah. each week I was like, okay, I can pick up this team in free agency. Should I or should I just not play a defense?
1: And that's another thing was like you just have to know your league because I feel like our de- we have the the way our points are set up is like defenses get punished pretty easily. So I mean it's easy for defenses in our league to get a negative one, a negative three points, and you're like, my God. Yeah, maybe we should recognize like, hey, this is a passing league and kind of help our defenses in terms of fantasy.
0: Yeah, maybe just adjust uh. The yeah, a little. Maybe bit. that's an
1: us issue, not the in terms of. Yeah, like, I because you're scoring 20 points in the NFL. But then there's another thing. is like you know the Chicago Bears that last week. I think you had. Them. I had you got them, you I like 20 them some
0: points. Yeah, 21 points they scored me because they were playing the Giants, and I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll Freaking take you, Mike Lennon. The
1: God, I still, that just, I was thinking about that yesterday, and I was just like, how the hell does this guy get negative yards Like, as a team, they had negative 24 yards passing.
0: Then, negative Because of the interceptions, negative. Negative yards passing? I believe so, as a team, like. I did not see that. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the dude went into the half with four yards.
0: Yeah. Like, ah.
1: I feel like I could do that. Like I want, I full 100% confidence in myself. I could throw four yards and a half of football in the NFL. No. Dude, I swear to God. I, I, I really I have the utmost confidence in my life, like, comeback routes. Pfft. Act like you're burning them. Stop. By the time you turn around, I'm going to throw the ball when you get off the line of scrimmage so that by With the time you reach that point point, turn around, the ball's there.
0: That's the dumbest thing you've ever said.
1: That is, that is asinine for you to say that. What is not? You think you I can throw. throw 4 yards in a half of football? Uh-huh. At some point I'm going to be like I can get I can dump it off to a fucking running back and they'll uh-huh. go get 5 yards. Exactly. See my Glennon pay me 17 million. I don't million think you dollars. could
0: get four pass attempts in a half. Cuz you don't realize how fast those dudes are moving. I do because
1: I'm going to be <laughs> Listen, I'm a fear-based person. We already know. Uh-huh. I want to be fight, I'm totally flight. You're going to let that ball slipping out of my hand, bub. <laughs>
0: No. snap yeah. I'm so looking right at the running back is you're going to throw the ball to the flats cause nope. you're like, just dump this it is off. exactly
1: what I'm going to do and I'm going to do, do the Andy Reid special
0: so now you got to throw for 8 yards bring it on bub
1: because I'm going to do the old Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes special you're in motion a little flip up front you get 30 yards I'm Triple H and X and you and I'm walking off the field money signs Johnny Manziel what's
0: up strong disagree I didn't have to do shit strong disagree <laughs> that drop back would have to be so fast it could be yeah you could run hey hey i'm not
1: saying it's gonna look good i'm not saying it's gonna be pretty i'm just saying i'm gonna get the job done i'm gonna tweet it out go ahead give me that patrick mahomes oculus the patrick mahomes experience
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i've seen you play madden and throw like six interceptions
1: yeah but also 10 touchdowns law average dog Uh uh-huh I mean, I'll take a win sixty some points. I don't care how many interceptions I throw.
0: So you think you could throw for four yards and a half? A football, in absolutely the in the NFL. Yes, the National Football League.
1: I'm smart enough as a quarterback, not even as a <laughs> like as a fucking individual, to be like, "That's a dumb play call. <laughs> you're coming in motion." And I'm play- "I'll draw it on the football like a little league. Be like, hey, offensive line, you're this line. You here, you here. Run the ball, and I'll just toss it to the ref. Be like, all right, you can set it down the line of scrimmage. We got our play in."
0: Okay, bud. <laughs>
1: I, dude, I, I don't feel like it should be that difficult to throw the ball four fucking
0: yards. I think yards. maybe you could get lucky and, like, yeah, like I did absolutely. Guess nothing. what, though? No, that offense. gets the job done. Yeah, like I could throw a screen pass and complete it, and then the running back goes takes off it for, for third. a
1: touchdown. Could you imagine the storyline for that uh-huh. week?
0: We measured you the future of the Jets. Four touchdowns. Year, what though. was that? Mike White. We measured you. How tall were you? Six two. Okay, that's an average. That's Baker Mayfield. I'm aware. Quarterback. Have you seen these guys throw screen passes in the height they have to have on the ball? Yeah. Just Kobe. Uh-huh. And then the backside linebacker that's coming through? To like yeah, 4-3. Or... Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to let you have your confidence on this one, but I I would bet all the money that I have that you could not complete four passes.
1: Oh, now you're saying passes.
0: Yeah. I don't think you could throw eight you could go all pass plays. Mm-hmm. No running plays. I are you saying I'm just
1: going to get sacked every play? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Nah, dude. I do. I've played against some not good defenses. and been like, holy shit, how are you guys getting through so fast?
1: 1-8 Well for That's ball. because you don't have an offensive line at all.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, look at how fast guys like T.J. Watt get through.
1: Oh, I mean, I might end up like Baker Mayfield. I might walk out with a torn labrum, but I'm getting four passes completed. It might be one, two, three, four, little flick in front. <laughs> I mean, I'm picking what team I'm doing this for, and it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I need some actual targets.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to the
1: Jets and be like, where's my best receiver, Kenny Galladay? Where's he at on the bench? Shocker. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) What defense would you play against?
1: I don't think it matters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me the Steelers. I don't even care.
1: Fuck it. Give me Tampa. I'll show you how it's done, Pat. (laughs) that's a total sarcasm that line
0: that was a joke (laughs) i also so you're probably thinking of like i'm taking the snap from shotgun oh duh i'm not going under center so in my mind it was under center
1: because i know i would trip over my feet coming out from under center in terms of i'm all shotgun
0: i still don't think you could that's all right
1: love a little doubt I don't have any idea how we're ever going to figure this out
0: but. you will never be able to prove it. never we will never be able to test Guess it out we
1: better get the arm warmed even the up.
0: Kansas City Chiefs won't be like yeah let's let this guy try it in training
1: fan experience
0: yeah. <laughs> we have make to a make, wish Yeah, we have to make up some
1: oh man
0: Some sickness that you have, which is Uh, just a total douche move to do. Anyway, (laughs) let's get to our sponsors in our last segment here Club 609. Go downtown, Joplin, Missouri. Visit them, home of the best happy hour in the world. Two for one drink specials, $2 pours at Club 609. You've got me so flustered.
1: (laughs) Next up is Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off Main Street and First. Again, they don't just specialize – they do specialize, excuse me, in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change and your tire service, so make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube.
0: Four passes in the NFL. Four, four yards. yards. Yeah, and yeah. I said you couldn't complete four passes.
1: Four yards and a half should be absolute easy. It's astonishing that Mike Glennon didn't – you. I, I'm not going to say this part, but you should be able to get four yards rushing in a half of football.
0: If you're a professional athlete?
1: Yes, yes. I'm not. In terms of running back, I'm very aware. I don't think I'd make the line of scrimmage. Mm -mm. You're telling me i got to have a seven-yard head start behind the line and then go, uh, let's do some quick math here. That's 12 yards. That ain't happening. I'm not getting 12 yards in two seconds.
0: Man, I I think you might actually shit your pants if you got in shotgun and had like Aaron Donald talking shit to you. Oh, I would welcome it. Because even at quarterback I would be listen, (laughs) I would be so scared that like
1: the adrenaline would be pumping that I know my first ball is getting selled. I'm freaking oh, what was his name from Michigan? Court no Shea Patterson. I'm Shea Patterson the shit out of that. (laughs) First pass, I'm throwing a screen to the right. It's going to the second row of the stands. Mm-hmm. I know I'm selling that puppy. And it's going to be like,
0: all right, cool. I don't think you're giving the quarterbacks in the NFL enough credit for um, changing the protection. That I mean, and just like give me like a it.
1: rundown going into like what I need to do, where I need to look, and then like tell me what the play is. Listen, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Linda, it's four Linda. fucking yards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need to adjust shit. I walk up to the line of scrimmage, wide 80, wide 80, set hit. Give me the ball, touchdown. Not even t- four yards. Okay.
0: Now, so in this segment. Now, it might gonna... take
1: 12 plays. Do I have to do this in a set amount of play- No, I get a half.
0: No, you get an entire I get half. three drives. That's at least 12 plays. Right. Yeah. My thing is I don't think you could complete one single pass. That's fine. <laughs> And it's nothing against you. I'm not trying to like question you. No, that's how talented the NFL is. 100%
1: is. I know these are freak athletes. Mm -hmm. I know every person on that field is faster than me, including the guy snapping the ball between his legs.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like defensive backs breaking on the ball. Psh. Coming in on Mount Iron. (laughs) No, it's coming at you at Here's the other thing
1: I need to be very aware of that NFL ball is huge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I ain't got very big fingers.
0: <laughs> Ain't got very big fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I did say like that.
1: <laughs> I got a big palm. I got a big. But if you bear just palm you give you a week to prepare, but I got you're short be stocky fingers. Tell Peyton the truth, Manning. Thursday here, short stocky fingers, man. I can't get them around the ball. I'm gonna have to Brett farber where I just hold like the top, put my finger around it, and just push off with that too.
0: <laughs> so you just said all that, and you still think you can throw for four, four yards. yards? Yes. <laughs> Let's look at some of these quarterbacks and figure out if big country is going to replace them as franchise <laughs> quarterbacks. <though>. So, <laughs> Let's just start with the AFC East. Uh, New York Giants, team.
1: Mike Glennon, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, teams that do have their franchise quarterback. I think it's very easy to start with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's been very good. I, I still don't think we've seen him peak either. Uh, <laughs> Which is scary. We've seen glimpses of it to where he'll put together like three or four games and look like he's going to win the MVP. I think eventually we are going to see him put it together for a full season and where he will eventually be an MVP. Probably, I kind of hope he wins the Super Bowl. I know that I'm probably not supposed to say that as a Chiefs fan. Mm -hmm. I would like to see the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl, though.
1: There are a lot of quarterbacks I'd like to see win a Super Bowl. I know we'll kind of get to them, but like if I had to make a quick list, like I would like to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, like one for the quarterback themselves and just that franchise. Like that would be incredible. But I also know all three of those teams are in the AFC. And let me just tell you, it ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it might though. And again, like I hope, that would be neat.
0: Yeah. And it's it's so difficult to win a Super Bowl that I know that a lot of people are like, oh, the Patriots are so good. The Chiefs are so good. They're going to run the table. Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. Yeah. One of them. That's it. So it's pretty tough. And that <laughs> talented wise, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks ever of all time. Yep. And the team around him has been very good. And he's won one Super
1: Bowl. I mean thirteen and three, three years or two years in a row, or three seasons in a row, and then yep. losses in the playoffs, AFC Championship or NFC Championship game, excuse me.
0: Yeah, uh, keeping with the uh, AFC East though, the Miami Dolphins, Tua. We talked about him for a little bit. And I guess maybe when you break down like a franchise quarterback, is he gonna be there in five years? I don't think he is. I don't think so either. Yeah, but I, just, I don't I, know what
1: Miami is going to look like in five years because, I mean, it looked good last year. Like Everyone thought, yeah, Brian Flores has something special here. This defense is good. You come into this year, and it's like you didn't meet any expectations.
0: They ripped off some wins and kind of had that Seven backdoor row, cover yeah. almost. But I, they don't seem to like him. He's always mentioned in trade rumors. I don't even know if um, – I think they're probably pretty split in that clubhouse of who wanted to draft Tua, who wanted Justin Herbert. And it seems like the coach was on the Justin Herbert side of things. So maybe you keep Flores around. But with Tua, I don't think so. Then looking at the Patriots and the Jets, the next two teams, they're both playing rookies, so I think they're gonna get their chance for five years. Yeah. Will it work out for him? I already have worries about Zach Wilson. I have the entire time. With Mac Jones, I think he's gonna be there. It's probably going to be incredibly boring. Like I don't know if he'll ever make a Pro Bowl, but he might win a Super Bowl.
1: It it would be nice to see him kind of just keep developing and becoming a true leader of that team. I think a lot of guys like him. Bill Belichick clearly seems to like him. And I think Mac Jones is bringing out a side of Bill Belichick that we haven't really yeah, seen like on the sidelines. Yeah, they're laughing together. And cracking what? jokes. And I feel like he did the same thing with Nick Saban too in Alabama where you just, you're just a silly, goofy guy and a quarterback. You win, you work hard. It's like, all right, we can have some fun and relax a little bit. Like I don't have to ride this guy to yeah. get things done or just push him.
0: When you're dropping 50 on a Sunday – yeah. You have a little time to
1: laugh. Crack some jokes. <laughs> right. Like, Mac Jones was, that was a hard laugh, too. Like, he was very much enjoying that conversation with Bill Belichick. Yeah. So, that's neat. And then with Zach Wilson, I th- I'm i not ready to kind of give up on this kid. That what we saw yesterday uh, on it's Sunday against mm-hmm. Tampa, like, he was very comfortable. Or it seemed like he was a lot more comfortable in the pocket, quick decision making. You see our guy, Connor, I saw him breaking down a lot of tape and discussing that. He's a big Jets fan himself. But it's just kind of like one of those situations where if you can just get that from him consistently, which is a hard thing to do in the NFL, but he is getting four yards with E sometimes. You know, he's throwing a quick out route that turns into a touchdown. I think I could do that too, which would just be real great. I'm kidding. I think the out route would be the hardest though to do in football. But like Zach Wilson (laughs) has kind of got things figured out here towards the end of the season. Just keep carrying that into next year with some more weapons and consistency in terms of health. Might have something there.
0: Yeah, and like you talked about, getting Schultz in there as a free agent or just a tight end. There's so many. Or just a reliable receiver.
1: I mean, yeah. let's say you can get like a DJ Shark from Jacksonville. I think he's probably moving on. That's a decent big-bodied receiver that you can have who has good hands, and when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. That would be Yeah, nice. you got to
0: figure out that offensive line too. I know a lot of people have been yeah. shitting on uh, Becton. I don't watch a lot of Jets games. So I won't pretend to know if he's been good well, he's or bad.
1: he's out for the year, isn't he? Like, he hasn't even been playing, which is when we talked about it earlier in the week of the Jets kind of being done with him, I was a little confused with it. But again, I haven't been paying
0: attention to the Jets a whole lot. I think you have to wonder the Jets, but... yeah, about a guy like him when he gets hurt. How much does he weigh now? Yeah. That like, a massive I, bet, yeah I bet he's over 400 pounds. Has been how tall playing? is he? Like 6'8"? Yeah, something stupid like that. But I mean... His conditioning and that body type was always a little bit of a worry for the yeah. Jets. But I'm, let's go to the AFC North. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they have their franchise quarterback. I think he just got hurt this year. I don't. The injury, I think it was much worse than anyone knew about. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of being covered up week to week. I think the Ravens probably knew all along, like, oh shit, we just lost Lamar Jackson for four weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. and just didn't want to tell anyone about it. So I. He's won an MVP. He's like 24 years old. (laughs) Uh, I think he's pretty good. They have their franchise quarterback there. Uh, I think we can also both agree that the Bengals have their franchise quarterback. Boy, do they. (laughs) The next two teams, though, the Browns and the Steelers, they do not. They might play Baker for another year, but they do not have their franchise quarterback there. I think they have a guy that we talked about. I think he's a a bridge quarterback. He's going to be a very reliable backup or maybe a guy that – Does the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going to come in and start some games. But I think that's who Baker Mayfield is. And then clearly with the Steelers, you don't have Big Ben. Even when you had him this year, that's not your future. you got to do something different. Mason Rudolph, not the guy. Dwayne Haskins is the third-string quarterback. So maybe we revisit that draft when people told me I was crazy for loving Jared Stidham so much. What now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, we should have looked at Dwayne Hassan. Like, this dude wants to go to strip clubs so bad he brings it to his own place. Like, dude, you're not ready to be an NFL quarterback. Like, you just – you're not. And Mason Rudolph, we talked about him earlier. Big dude, most punchable face in the NFL.
0: Yeah. And just not not good. No. He's, he's maybe a career backup at best. But that's what he should Which, be when you draft him. I would
1: – being right. a career backup would be pretty cool. So I'm having a hard time with the Steelers trying to figure out what they do. Like, do they go with somewhere in the draft or do they try and get a free agent quarterback?
0: I think they're, they're probably going to have to do both. But, like, a free agent quarterback, I think, is going to be a bridge guy, a veteran that can come in and just draft offensive linemen
1: this year yeah. and then just have a quarterback kind of come in.
0: Mm-hmm. It, maybe Which is not a bad a play, bit. but. Right. And depending on where they end up drafting, and who's there. I think they're 17 right now is yeah. where they're set. And this draft is going to be wild. I know that a, I know a lot of people, myself included, are sitting here saying, oh, a quarterback probably not going to go very high. It takes one team to draft a quarterback. in the top 10, and then people are going to be like, oh, shit, we're doing this? Here we go. go. (laughs) And there are five or six of them that are pretty good. There's just not that Trevor Lawrence type player.
1: There's no automatic, like, this is the dude. Heading to the AFC South, though, Houston Texans, we know the whole situation. Sean Watson, he's probably done. Tyrod Taylor, he's just he's going to be that career Ryan Fitzpatrick, (laughs) probably. And then Davis Mills, he hasn't been, like, he hasn't been great, but I don't think he's been god awful either. Yeah, like, I don't he think also he's a has quarterback though. Nothing, like he's right. got nothing in Houston. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does and the Texans do again moving forward. The Colts, like I think we can look at Jacksonville automatic Trevor Lawrence. Yes, you got right. him. The Colts five years from now, pfft, I don't think it's Carson Wentz. I don't think so either. I don't think it's anyone on the roster. Like like Sam Ellinger, great college quarterback at <laughs> yeah. Texas, but like I really wanted to see him. Start I do too, like they should have just done it. Like if we're gonna have Carson Wentz throw sixteen times in a game, like just start Sam, see what he can yeah. do. I mean, I mean shoot, he can throw he's four
0: yards. He's probably more athletic than Carson Wentz. The crazy thing about Sam Ellinger is that when he was at Texas, he felt it felt like he was huge, and maybe yeah. he was like two hundred forty pounds. He could just bully guys and run them over. I saw a picture of him and Colt McCoy together this season. He's smaller than Colt McCoy somehow. Yeah, Colt McCoy is tall. Yeah. Sam Ellinger, is like one. I bet he weighs like 210, 215 now. He's not big at Man. all. It's, just, it's crazy to see him. And maybe it's better off for him with throwing motion and things like that. But, I mean, yeah. he was a bowling ball at Texas. Oh, he's not anymore. He's a marble <laughs> with the Colts. I don't think they have their franchise quarterback either, though. Uh, Texans, I don't. The Titans is an interesting one. Ryan Tannehill. In the next five years, I think he's probably still there.
1: In five years, you think so? Maybe. I mean, Derrick Henry,
0: five years, that's a, like, yeah. Say, that's kind a of, minute. Yeah. No, that's five years, Austin. <laughs> he's kind of old. Um, he's 33. So in five years, like, nope, they don't have their future at quarterback either. I mean, he might still be in the NFL. Though. Like, he's that guy that's
1: good enough. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of teams want to find is a quarterback who's good enough to get the job done and doesn't hurt us in games.
0: And another thing with the – Titans, they're not going to be in a position to draft a quarterback anytime soon. No. They're the number one seed in the AFC. Like, you're (laughs) not replacing him. And I do think Tannehill has played good enough, but he is going to get older eventually, and I think his play is going to fall off a little bit. But even then, I still think you're if you're able to give Derrick Henry or some other running back these carries, Mm -hmm. that offense is very good with Ryan Tannehill. Like, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to be good for their offense to be good. Yeah. So he's just getting kind of old. I would say that in the next five years, they probably have to replace him just because of age, probably not play.
1: I think that, and in terms of just Derrick Henry, probably not being there either. Like in five years. It's crazy to think in five years, how different everything is going to look in the NFL. Yeah. And let alone just the world itself and our lives. But Not to get too deep there, Jesus, (laughs) but like for for the Titans, man, I just really kept going there, huh? Uh, A little self reflection, I guess. But like Derek Henry, five years—that's all we talk about. Like miles, you know, running out of tread on the body and everything like that. That is going to be a a while,
0: and it's going to be hard. If he's he's there
1: five for five more years, I'm going to be very very surprised.
0: Yeah, AFC West. uh, We don't even need to talk about the Chargers or the Chiefs. They are all set. The Broncos, I think that's a very easy answer. No, they don't. <laughs> Neither quarterback played well this year. No chance in hell that either one of them are there in five years.
1: No. Uh, and, like, with the Raiders, you look at Derek Carr, I think he's gone in the next two years. Or I mean, unless they just re-sign him. I
0: think he's good enough to be there, but I don't know if the Raiders... He falls into that category, you know, with, like, the Kirk Cousins type. Like, you're good enough, but... I just want want
1: to see him go somewhere else, like just be in a better situation. I don't feel like the guy deserves to be in a spot with where he is with all the shit that goes on around him from his entire time with the Raiders.
0: Right, yeah. And maybe he's a guy that, you know, another one of these teams could try to go after. Like if he's on the Steelers next year, they're probably, I don't want to say a Super Bowl contender, but they're an AFC North like – He's, realistic contender. Yeah. I don't think they were this year with Big Ben.
1: No. Or let's say, like, you know, the New Orleans Saints. Right. That could be a really good possibility.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely could. So, Derek Carr's an interesting one. I don't think that he's their future quarterback. Not in five years. Like, if if
1: that's what we're using for this whole situation and scenario for every team, in, like, five years is he the guy, I don't think so.
0: Uh, let's do the NFC East. The Cowboys, Dak, Yeah. He is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Giants, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they're a team that needs to go get their new quarterback this year. I'm looking at like our lads, and it
1: shows Mike Glennon is our starting quarterback, and I just keep thinking, four yards. <laughs> <laughs> just got to nope. get five, baby. <laughs> uh,
0: so Mike Glennon, if you want to count him, he's not their guy. Daniel Jones, not the guy. No. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to be a career backup.
1: Which I don't think would be bad for him because, I mean, he can make plays. like He has made some right. throws for the Giants, but at the same time, he is very well. I hope well. that doesn't
0: come off as an insult when I say a career backup. I don't think it there should. There are a lot of guys that just—it's not yeah. exactly their fault. It's not like they weren't good enough. The NFL missed. I, guy, he should not have been drafted that high. I don't even know if I would call Daniel Jones a bust. I call it a miss for the Giants. He should have been drafted in the second round. He should have been Andy Dalton. Like, okay, this guy that can start for a while, Mm -hmm. now go be a backup. That's who Daniel Jones should have been. Um, The Washington football team, they don't have a quarterback. No,
1: I think that's wide open. That's another one of these teams that's going to be really interesting to see what they do here in the next five
0: years. An interesting one, though, is the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think they do have their guy for the next five years. I don't know how good he's going to be. Really, but I like Jalen Hurts. I like him too, but I
1: just I don't know if you can continue to win with him. Like, and I know they they're nine and seven. It's been a very quiet nine and seven. They're mm-hmm. in the playoffs. It's awesome. Like, I just I don't know if you can keep that type of style of offense going forward with him. Like, he's I mean, he's just gonna have to develop into a pure passer.
0: Yeah, he's it's kind of gonna my thing with
1: you know Lamar Jackson. Like, you can't just run this your quarterback's running every other play type of offense or expecting him to make all these plays with his legs. Like At some point, you just got to get the ball down the field with your arm and in tight windows. And he's shown to do that a little bit. But like, I just want to see it be more consistent. And if he can develop that and continue doing it, then absolutely. We know the leadership's there. We know the work ethic's there.
0: He, he wants really it. And he can and he will work for it. But Yeah, only 16 touchdowns so far this year. And there is another week left. Uh, but I think that he is a guy who can develop and it will. I, you know he's going to work his ass off. Yeah, To do it. So I think that he is going to be their franchise quarterback. They need to
1: surround him. They just need to run the ball more efficiently, too. And once yeah, they kind of started offense. doing that, yeah. Because they've got they started some winning running backs. Games,
0: but they've receivers. got Devontae Smith in there, Dallas Goddard. So they I think things are starting to come together. receivers that can catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. The NFC North, uh, the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, yep. Um, the Detroit Lions, nope. With Jared Goff, definitely, I don't think so. The Green Bay Packers, <laughs> not for the next five. maybe next year maybe Maybe. five weeks (laughs) next five nope and I think the same with Kirk Cousins I think he's going to play out that contract and then they try to do something different but I mean the NFC North is going to be interesting we talked about Jim Harbaugh going to the Bears yesterday I think the Bears can run this division very very soon
1: I mean it's very much open for them if they can take a hold of it after next season if Aaron Rodgers does in
0: fact leave you know with Green Bay though would you say that Jordan Love is their future franchise quarterback
1: it's going to be interesting to see it, but the, I mean, they're going to have to figure out what he's good at and what he's not. Because I, I mean, the only thing we've seen him—I how do I say this—the only time we've seen him on the field be starting for a game is against the Chiefs. And Matt Lafleur has already said, like, yeah, this was an Aaron Rodgers-based offense. You can't ask Jordan Love to do those same things, at least not right now in his first start. Maybe he can in practice. Maybe it's good enough there. But I think they're just going to have to figure out what Jordan Love can and can't do. If they figure it out, though, and it works out well and they can keep weapons around them that are reliable, because, I mean, there's a possibility Devontae Adams leaves after this season, too. Yeah. So it's like you're really going to have to figure out what Jordan Love, again, can and can't do there. But Chicago, like, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, like, you have to have Justin Fields ready to go. You have to have that defense rebuilt, and you have to have offensive weapons for him, or this division is just going to turn into the NFC East, where it's like we have no idea who's going to be good enough this year to keep moving forward. Yeah,
0: and uh, moving to the NFC South, they don't have a single future franchise quarterback in this division. Holy cow. Not The when, Falcons, yeah. Matt Ryan, too old. Panthers, terrible. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints, been terrible. The Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are the only one that I question. Is Tom Brady going to be playing in five years? <laughs> Kyle Trash, dog, sitting at third string. Like, honestly, though, I'm not ruling out Tom Brady in five years.
1: Dude, I am. If not, I'm freaking – Tawny if he's Hardy still and playing
0: shit. at a high level in five years, we need to start drug testing him or something. We, uh, we all need to we, do TB12. TB <laughs> yeah. All of us. If he's still Where's my playing, masseuse
1: that follows me every day?
0: Yep, I will go into the storage shed and get a massage. <laughs> I don't care. I'll do it. Only right here in the office. I don't care. He's older than me and in so much better shape. And like, <laughs> even for him to play football at this level at his age, it, we've never seen it before. No, Like he was in the running for MVP. There's probably some dude in Chicago who's going to vote for him for MVP <laughs> because he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so he's going that to get MVP
1: bomb in Chicago. Is he, how old
0: is Brady? Is he like 42?
1: 47. No, I believe so. Currently, yeah, he's 47. That's a lie, right? I think he's maybe he's 45. He's 44. Whew. I even I like, said 47 is was just like 47
0: ugh. years old I think he could play till he's 50 I think it was a couple of years ago that's like, where I
1: confused myself because I, I remember talking about it a while back I was like let's say he does play another 3 or 4 years Yeah, puts him at 47 that means 3 years after he retires it's like ooh
0: Tom Brady's 50 he's going to hit that 45 plateau soon I don't think he's retired. I don't
1: know if there's a plateau though <laughs> yeah right
0: it's like it's I'm just, just going to keep climbing yeah, dog milestone he's going to hit the 45 year old milestone soon i think he could play till he's 50 he's a machine
1: god he's I another really guy hope
0: not his career has been so long that i went from liking him I mean, like oh this is a cool story to hating him
1: with a burning passion
0: now i'm back i like him
1: i he's just good at everything he does even everything. creating like a, however many part series on espn documentaries are good dude yeah. that's incredible
0: every time that he goes on like some little rant i'm like yep that's cool <laughs> All right quarterbacks that you'd like to have a beer with, he's probably number one.
1: And, like, just interacting with his teammates or just anybody, mm-hmm. I feel like the tide really turned for me to Brady. It was like, ah, okay, like, I'm past respecting him as a good quarterback and, like, just like him as an individual. Was when he was asked that question at the Senior Bowl from, like, the Kid Sports Illustrated, and he's like, who's your hero? And he's like, oh, my yeah. dad's. It was like, shit, this guy. Yeah, uh-huh. that's good.
0: He's too perfect. Yeah. Like, if you hate Tom Brady, it's because you know he's too good at everything.
1: Like, if you hate Tom Brady, you need to go self-reflect. You go look in the mirror and see what the problem
0: You're is. You are jealous. You are peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> um, the NFC West kind of loaded at quarterback, though. Kyler Murray, I think he's still there in five years. I'm not yep. his biggest fan. He's been hurt a lot. But I do think that they're going to keep with him for the next five years. I think he'll get another contract. Matt Stafford in the Rams is an interesting one.
1: I don't think so. I think they probably got another two or three years, and then he's done either in terms of retirement, or Sean McVay is like, actually, I'm just going to go find another quarterback.
0: He's 33. He's been hurt a lot. and I think know, honestly, he's been battling an injury again. We should probably talk about the fall-off that he had this year. You know, because he played he's still very well. And then he's had multiple multi-interception games. Yep. And he has not. So I'm going to agree with you. I don't think he's their future in five years. Uh, the 49ers, I think they have theirs in Trey Lance. For sure. Yep. Uh, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, but with Trey Lance, yeah, five years. Oh. And I like. Uh, I didn't watch the game live on Sunday, but I went back and watched some of it because I wanted to see him play. I think he lived up to a lot of the hype. I did too. And he is.
1: I think he got Kyle Shanahan excited. It was like, ooh, I can not run these like extended <laughs> right. bootlegs, and he can then throw it across the field mm-hmm. forty yards on a line. Yeah,
0: you tell me I can have Debo. Debo Samuel run fifty yards downfield, and the quarterback can throw it there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that.
1: I bet it's even like, all right, Brandon, I'm sorry I got pissed off at you. <laughs> go deep, bub.
0: <laughs> yeah, now I have a quarterback that can utilize you. Did We're going to go ahead and get you out of the doghouse.
1: Did you see how excited George Kittle was when Trey Lance threw that touchdown? Huh. He acted like Trey Lance was his best friend and it's just like, hey, I love Jimmy, but like, you're better. <laughs> like, it almost felt like <laughs> right. that was the reaction when he was celebrating.
0: Oh, he should celebrate that <laughs> yeah. way, too. And I think that's... Like, fair to do. Like, hey, Jimmy's my friend off the field. We're still going to, like, hang out and be cool together. <laughs> yeah. But Trey Lance, <laughs> he Look could make me into, like, a thousand-yard receiver every year. Oh, okay. If you're George Kittle. Yeah. I,
1: mean, I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> I, it was just like, Ugh.
0: How about this last team? Don't no. be nasty. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks, no.
1: no. I,
0: I, I'm in. I'm fully drinking the Kool-Aid. I think that Russell Wilson leaves this offseason.
1: One more week. Two more weeks, actually.
0: Are we going to do the Big Ben like, send-off for Russell <laughs> Wilson last game in Seattle? Do they I don't have a know where game they game this week?
1: I think they play Arizona. Uh,
0: at Arizona. Ah, uh, So we've seen Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle.
1: Damn, I bet Seattle's just like, oh, snap.
0: <laughs> a little bit we different of again. a send-off <laughs> when he's going to go play somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If he comes back to Seattle, I'll almost be disappointed.
1: I will. I will be
0: too. But there's. I mean, there's gonna be. Something. I mean, he
1: almost forced his way out last off season.
0: Right. I. I think last year, he put the feelers out. Yeah. And the Seahawks weren't responding to it. Now you've had a losing season. You got to wonder what's going to happen with Pete Carroll. I think it's. How's he
1: It just feels like it to me, and I don't know if it's just because I've been trying to manifest this or like speak it into existence, or if everyone else is kind of on the same page with it. It just feels like it's over in Seattle. Like it's just this era is done. It's past. Legion of the Boom's done. Pete Carroll's done. Russell Wilson's done there. Like I just. I feel like these guys have reached different levels of their career, and that's it. I mean, you still got DK Metcalf. You still got Tyler Lockett. You still got Carson.
0: Rashad Penny R- finally R- did something. <laughs> oh my God!
1: The last couple of weeks, I should have picked him up in the fantasy
0: playoffs. Everybody should have. Like, oh,
1: I didn't. I can't I imagine many
0: people had him. On Ross, I court. wanted
1: to pick him up and I picked up Amon Ross St. Brown, but I didn't play him. Dude scored 30 points on my bench. <laughs> and I was like,
0: yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I, I had him in a league too and it didn't play Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown. Um, for Russell Wilson, he did miss some games this year, but he's 25th in the league in passing yards. I
1: mean, yeah, that finger has been a huge issue for him this season. I would like to see him be traded, uh, the media week prior to the Super Bowl. Kind of like what we saw with Alex Smith. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen that quickly, though. You don't think so?
0: mm Not with Russell Wilson. He's got that full no-trade clause.
1: Oh, I think it's more of just like, where do you want to go? Like, let's get – got a plan for the future here. We had an Maybe awful season. Maybe if it happens
0: with the Giants, but I don't think it'll happen. I think it'll happen closer to, like, April. Dang. Like, with the draft. I feel like he's too much of a preparation
1: guy where he's like, I, I just want to go get settled and start working with my yeah, new Yeah, but teammates. it's not up to him. Seahawks have to trade him somewhere.
0: That's true. Even if he says, I'm not playing for you another down, he, he kind of did that last year.
1: So you think it happens a lot closer to the draft then?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we start seeing Is that, is that the last
1: week of April now? Yeah. With the extra week of the season, push it back more too? Okay.
0: Yep. So I, I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. And like with the Chiefs, they already they had a plan in place. They knew they were mm-hmm. getting rid of Alex Smith.
1: Yeah. I mean, you saw Patrick. Mm hmm. Just for a whole season, destroy that defense. And I think practice. the
0: Seahawks and like the Packers, the Texans. It's like, a, do we really want to get rid of this quarterback? Are we really about to trade? I this still guy? think if
1: you're the Texans, it doesn't matter. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, he even said that mm-hmm. when he almost got to play this because there still was no like suspension. Like, he did that all voluntarily, just like ah, just not going to play. Yeah, you
0: even with him, stuff you know, out. there. Was I a, would
1: like to hear an update on that situation.
0: I was going to say there was a lot of talk at the trade deadline that if he would settle out of court with his 22 cases Accusers. and allegations, yeah. that he would have been traded at the trade deadline. But he's also supposed to go to court in February, so maybe in March you're starting to see Dang. him get traded. I think the Packers just, are playing into February. I so understand like the due
1: process a law, but God, that is such a long time. Yeah. Like this whole, like what was it, the middle of the summer or something that this came out? Yeah. Because it was in the middle of him wanting to be traded. It was Uh,
0: after he put in a trade request. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's been a long time. And it was
1: like people start putting puzzle pieces together, and it's like, huh, this lawyer that's doing the lawsuit here is neighbors with the owner. A little suspicious.
0: Yeah, Uh, it is a little suspicious. But that's it. That's every quarterback. That's our show for today. Don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia. Go in there. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will find it for you. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow, Friday, at 10 a.m. Central right here in the call-in app. We thank you guys for joining us today.